0: the song different a few years ago, but I feel like the Lord is teaching it to me in a whole new way right now. A few months ago, we found out that my grandmother has blood cancer. And as hard as it's been to watch her lose her hair as she takes her treatments, her faith has remained intact. A few weeks later, Hurricane Harvey came from my hometown and in two days poured 44 inches of rain on my house. As we're in the process of replacing flooring and re-leveling our foundation, we keep waiting on things to get back to normal. And then just a few weeks ago, we found out that my little brother Daniel has stage four colon cancer. After the shock and the tears, my family is preparing to fight by his side as he gets ready to start chemo. And in the midst of all this, the prayer that I kept saying was, Jesus, can you just change these things? Can you stop the cancer? Can you stop the storms? But he's chosen not to stop these things just yet. And I'm finding out that sometimes the best question is not, Jesus, can you change these things around me? But instead, God, can you change me so that I can handle the things that you're walking me through? So I keep singing and praying and believing the words of this song because I know that he is changing me. And that is making all the difference.
1: listen I don't want to see anymore, give me a vision that you could move this heart to be set apart I don't need to recognize the man in the mirror cause I don't want to trade your plans for something familiar I can't waste a day I can't stay the same I want to be different I want to be changed Till all of me is gone And all that remains is a fire so bright The whole world can see That there's something different So come and be the pattern
2: gentlemen, we just want to be different and not in a bad way, in literally the best way possible. We just want to be different. We don't want to be what we've always been. We want to be changed. We want to be made new. We want to leave that old self, that, 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 that depressed, anxiety-filled, stressed-out, pessimistic scared lonely person behind i just want to be different i want to be changed i want to be made anew that is micah tyler everybody m-i-c-a-h-t-y-l-e-r the song is called different and it again it is from micah tyler thank you guys all for being here this morning this is episode 90 already 10 episodes away from 100. Who would have ever thought that Rise Up would be this? Uh, Something a little different, isn't it? There are a lot of uh, devotional shows out there. Uh, There's a lot of uh, prophetic shows out there. But Rise Up is definitely different, isn't it? Larch says, you know, one thing I absolutely look forward to is my daily dose of Rise Up. Thank you, Jeremy, for bringing this word each and every day. Love you, brother. Chris, I love you too, man. Always have. You and I go way back, like four flats on a Cadillac. If you know what that—if anybody knows what that means—we go way back, and uh, it's nice to be able to to sit here with people that I've known for over thirty years, and 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 share the gospel together. It it, it is really, it is really great. And what a great song! What a good song to start off today. I did title uh, title the show today, "The Power of God in You." Now, if anybody's listening right now, if anybody's. Uh, watching right now that is not signed up for the morning newsletter, uh, please do that today. Uh, because, and, and you can do that by going to jeremyharrell.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the first page, and that's where you can sign up for the newsletter. The reason why I say you should sign up for it is because it, you get the verse of the day that is titled the same thing as the show every day in between 7.30 and 8 o'clock. So you've got a you've got a good precursor uh, to what the morning show is going to be about, and uh, it's really nice to be able to get the uh, to get the the newsletter. Read it, look in your Bibles, read the verses of the day in context, so that by the time we start the show, you already have an idea of where we're going to go with it. And I'll admit that sometimes the show goes off the rails, uh, but it definitely is. Uh, you take the newsletter coupled with the show and then the show itself, which is God's podcast, and there's nothing like it online. Nothing like it online. Uh, Kong's birthday today, and uh, his name is Douglas. I didn't know that before. Kong's name is Douglas. So, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kong. Happy birthday. To you, happy birthday, Kong. Happy birthday, uh, well, I guess we should have said Doug, but uh, you know, I was just saying his name on here. Uh, birthday shout out for Katie63 as well. Happy birthday, Katie. Happy birthday, Doug. Uh, good to see you guys. God bless you all. And uh, again, today's show is titled, The Power of God in You. So if you have not done it yet, please reach down right below where I'm pointing, right here. Uh, I know there's a new blue sign there that says LFATV. That's going to go away. It's not supposed to be there. Uh, so right below where it says LFA TV, right there, uh, please click that like button. Make that thumbs up green. If you've clicked it and it doesn't look green, just refresh the video. It should say that it's green. It should turn from, from clear or, or transparent to green. Uh, and please share the video. Uh, I ask in the bottom of every description of every um, uh, uh, Rise Up video to help spread the gospel, not gossip. And the best way to do that is taking the link here on the Rumble channel and taking it and putting it in Telegram and your Facebook groups and your Facebook timeline as well. Now, I know some of you are scared to do that because you're afraid to get um, suspended or banned, uh, but Rise Up should be a pretty safe show for you to share. And it's actually more important that you share Rise Up than it is when you, that you share anything else on this network because this is the word of God in entirety from the beginning to the end. We're worshiping our Lord and Savior. So having said that, let's go to God in prayer right now. And then I want to uh, bring up something very interesting about the Lord's Prayer. A hidden message in the Lord's Prayer that I don't think we pay enough attention to when we say it. Okay? So let's go to the Lord in prayer now. And then we'll talk about that. Father God in heaven, Lord, what a blessing it is for us to have fellowship together every day. As you see and I see in the comment thread, people saying that they don't know how they could get through their day without Rise Up and we're only 90 episodes in. Lord, we pray for the longevity of this show on this network. People are hungry for the word of Jesus as we're experiencing a Jesus revolution like we haven't seen in 40 years. Lord, help us continue that movement. Help us continue to be the voice of, in the darkness for people that are seeking the Lord. Lord, we all know that we have different roles to play. Some of us are prophets. Some of us, like myself, are trumpets. But whatever role that we do play and whatever role that you do have us in, Lord, please allow us to know and understand that role fully so that we can achieve what you've put us on this earth to do. Lord, we pray for those in need. We pray for those in physical and spiritual need. We pray for those in financial need that we'll be able to help them or you'll show them the path to relieve that stress for them. We pray for the safety of this network and the people that are listening to it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Folks, you've got a lot of power in you. If God made you in his image and God is the almighty creator of the universe, and Jesus told you, or his disciples, I should say, and the apostles, that you will go on to do greater things than even I have done. Why don't we take that seriously? Meaning, why don't we understand our God-given abilities. Well, I'll tell you why. Because decades and decades of TV programming, lying fake news, indoctrination and brainwashing has allowed this society, the entire human race, to have a wall built between them And God, because if we were truly living mind, body, and spirit, then we would understand immediately how powerful we really are. Now, I don't mean you're like Superman, where you can leap tall buildings in a single bound or be faster than a speeding bullet. I'm talking about things far more infinite and far more powerful than that, even right here on earth, not even after you ascend to heaven with Jesus. I'm talking about right here on earth. How much power do you really have? Well, let's look at the power of thought. A man or woman, mankind can think of something, their wildest imaginations, then they can use the power of their tongue, speak it into existence, and then they can use the power of their presence to make sure that that thought And that speech comes to fruition, and you can literally transform a thought into a living, breathing, or materialistic thing right in front of you. Remember when Jesus said, you can tell that mountain to move, and it will be so? Well, I'm pretty sure that Jesus meant that figuratively, but I'm going to say it in in actuality. That is also true. What do I mean by that? A man can say, I want that mountain moved. And guess what? With some money, with some equipment, with some resources, and with some manpower, they can literally wipe that mountain off the face of the earth. Man has so much power. Your thoughts, your speech, and your presence here on this earth, so powerful. And I wish people understood exactly what that means, what they can do. Now, it is up to you to use that power that God gave you in his image to do right or good things that are righteous, or you can use that power to do wrong and to do things that are bad and to do things that are evil. Same subject, Jeremy, that God told Julie Green today, Speak life, our words. I want to be... Amanda says, mountain has been moved. That is how highways were built. Exactly. Exactly. So it's funny how Jesus was speaking figuratively, but really, he was also speaking literally. So the power of God is in you. What our job is to do is to humble ourselves... In front of Jesus Christ, dedicate our lives to walking in the path of Jesus Christ. And then understand the power of thought, word, and presence. So that you can use that power that God gave you to do what God created you to do with it. It's not up to you what you're going i mean i mean you have a choice what you're going to do with it but god has given you that power and god has given you this life in order to use that power to do what god wants you to do with it now you can decide to do something else with it and that's fine but wouldn't you rather fulfill your duties and obligations wouldn't you rather fulfill your contract with our lord god Let's go to One Minute Prayers for Dads. And then we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. And the hidden message that's in it. We're going to be reading from Respecting Authority, Romans 13.1. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. I love this verse because people cherry-pick and use this verse on both sides of the argument. But what, I'm, what I am what not even read yet, which I assume I will read as I read through this page 52 of one minute prayer for dads is that yes, we are supposed to respect authority when it is righteous, right? Righteous authority. We have to remember that God instituted governing authorities whom we are to respect. Even when we disagree to respect authority is to acknowledge that God works through authority. Unfortunately, today, evil people have compromised and taken over that authority. And that unrighteous governing is not what this is talking about. So I want you to understand that so that you don't have any questions in your mind. Well, are we really supposed to be obeying about transgenderism and stuff? No. If it goes against the word of God, then you are not to obey it. Same thing with the Constitution. If laws are put into place that contradict the Constitution, they're not supposed to be valid. Thank you, KMAC12345. As dads, we represent authority to our children. We are then the starting place from which to teach them that they need to respect us. Too much disrespect going on in the world with our youth right now. Look at what they're doing in cities right now. Look at what they're doing in Chicago and in New York and others. Even when they disagree with us. And then we need to live lives that reflect God's good authority. Well, there you go, folks. I didn't even read it and I knew it was going to come. If you're going to govern, then you need to govern righteously. If you're going to demand respect, then you're going to need to demand that respect because of the righteous, holy, godlike things that you've done. God, you set up ruling authorities. Sometimes I disagree with those in power but I see them as instituted to rule by your authority, and therefore I respect them and pray for them. Including, or help me teach my kids to likewise respect those over them, including their mom and myself. I pray that I can demonstrate to them how to honor those that we disagree with, even as we pray for them. Lord, I pray that my kids will grow up under authorities who will protect their freedoms to worship you as they see fit. Lord, bless our leaders. Now, here's a twist on that. If we do have unrighteous and evil people who have taken over the authorities that we are supposed to respect, then what should we do? Well, in America, we try to vote them out. But in the world, and under God's law, we should pray for them, always. Now, you know that I make a lot of fun of corrupt officials, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, on my Live From America show. And yes, I say words that I probably should not say. However, and I'm not saying that this excuses the words that I say about them from time to time, but what I am saying is that I also pray for them. And I pray for them in front of my kids, the one am says Roku is not airing Rise Up. It is if you um, download the Rumble app on Roku. It's the only way you're going to get it. Okay? You have to download Rumble on Roku because we stopped broadcasting for LFA TV on Roku and Fire Stick. It was costing way too much money, especially when Roku already has Rumble. So why not just go get the Rumble one? Okay. Download the Rumble app on Roku. Rumble app isn't working. Not surprised, Roku isn't working. Yeah, not sure about that. I know Rumble's working, though, because we got 1,100 people in here and we're all talking. So when all else fails, go to Rumble itself. If the Rumble app isn't working, go to rumble.com. If the Rumble app on Roku isn't working, uh, you can still go to rumble.com and make sure you see the show, Okay. Now, our app, just so you know, the LFA TV app itself that you've downloaded is also not working this week because we're doing work to it and we're uh, doing maintenance work on it. So it has to be down. So all else fails, rumble, rumble, rumble. Now, let's talk about the Lord's Prayer. But first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I have to... Plug and promote, because I'm getting ready to take a sip of it, my Rise Up coffee. Now, what you see here is the Sumatra Gold. I'm not drinking the Sumatra Gold, and I rarely drink the Sumatra Gold because it's a little bit too dark for me. Now, if you like dark coffee, there is no deeper, richer, more uh, flavorful coffee Then Sumatra Gold. It is deep, it is rich, it is dark, and gourmet coffee. Once you have gourmet coffee, it's very difficult to go back to just regular store-bought, store-brand coffee. Me, the American pecan, it literally is like a candle when I'm brewing it in my house. Okay? I smell that deep, rich, beautiful pecan flavor, and I absolutely love it. So I'm going to take a sip of that right now. Mmm. Doug, you're right. The Sumatra Gold is amazing. But I can only do so much dark coffee. I got to have medium roast. Um, But sometimes if it's a hard morning, I'll I'll put that Sumatra gold in. So the Lord's Prayer. I want to talk about this for a minute. If God made us in his image, and we are to do as God and Jesus has done, or at least be as Christ-like as we can, the Lord's Prayer also tells us, To do on earth as is done in heaven, right? So, you can can consider earth and your fleshly time here as basically your training for heaven. Because if you are to do on earth as what is done in heaven, then your walk with Jesus, your journey with Jesus, your time with God here on earth should show you and train you how to live in heaven. Are we all correct? Are we all On the same page? Okay. The hidden message. There's three different ways people say this. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin, uh, we sin against, or sin against us, I mean. So however, which way you say it, whatever, which way you were taught, you must understand and you must know that if you are asking God to forgive you of your transgressions, your debts, your trespasses, and your sins, you are also to forgive others in your life of those same things And God is only going to show you as much mercy and favor and grace as you are showing other people. Are you doing what you are asking God to do for you? Let me rephrase that. Are you doing for others? As you are asking God to do for you. Because if you are not. Let me say this very strongly. If you are not. Then why would you expect God. To do for you. Things that you won't do for others. He won't. So. If you are feeling. That God is not answering your prayers. Remember we talked about this a little bit last week as well. There's got to be a reason. Well, this might be another one. This might be a reason that God is not giving you the mercy and the forgiveness that you are asking. And if you're not feeling it, then maybe it's because there's something in the way. Maybe there is somebody that you are not forgiving today. So here is what I'm going to suggest. Shan says, no, I don't forget these evil people destroying our country. Did you mean forgive? Because you have to. What about just pure evil people? Yes, you have to. Who's more evil, the people that we call evil today or the people that crucified, tortured, spit on, destroyed Jesus' body and laughed at it and mocked him? That's pretty evil. That's about as evil. That's more evil than than, than what we're calling evil today in a lot of cases, maybe not more, but just as evil, right? And what did Jesus say to God? Forgive them, they know not what they do. Forgive them. They know not what they do. If you can't forgive or if you don't or won't forgive, then God is not going to show you the forgiveness that you're asking for either. Shan says, yes, I meant forgive. You must, Shan. I know it's hard, hon. I know. Trust me. I know. But you must. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Forgive them forgive these evil people. What does that mean? You just say, oh, I forgive. Well, it's not like uh, Michael Scott on the office who wanted to declare bankruptcy. And he came out and says, I declare bankruptcy. And they said, you know, just because you declare it doesn't mean it's actually a thing. You can't just say I forgive somebody and that's it. So what is forgiveness? Well, there's a couple ways to describe this. Number one, not forgiving somebody and hating that person or having disgust towards that person, and I've said it a million times, is like eating a poison pill yourself and hoping that it hurts the person that you won't forgive. That's, that's one way to describe it. Another way to describe it is this. People like Fauci, Soros, Gates, Biden, all of those people that, 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 I, that I see being mentioned in the chat, Buttigieg, all of them, If you walked by them and they were stuck on a railroad track and they couldn't get off or couldn't get out, their leg was stuck and a train was coming, would you let them die? Would you let them die? Would you let George Soros get smoked by that train? Would you let Tony Fauci get run over by that train? Of course you wouldn't. Your humanity won't even allow you to do that, let alone your spiritual self. You would save them. Most of you would. Larch says, no, I wouldn't save their life. You wouldn't? Because God says that vengeance is his to administer not ours bad moon says after I save them can I kick their butts before I forgive them <laughs> well now that's a different stats a different question now those who are saying they would not do this there's a lot of pride in you I get it I get it but pride goes before the fall And I would bet those people that are saying in the chat that they would not save them or that they cannot forgive them, I would bet that God is not answering prayers that you've asked him to answer. I would bet that you feel a little distant from God right now. Some of you may say, no, that's not true, Jeremy. You don't know what you're talking about. I get it. I get it. But remember, the Bible's right and you're wrong if you disagree with that. It's not Jeremy's... Jeremy's wrong, and I'm right, or Jeremy's right, and I'm wrong. I'm speaking what the Bible tells you to do. So if you disagree with that, you're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with the Bible, and I can tell you you're wrong, and it's right. I can tell you that. Now, I'm not trying to criticize you or be mean to you. I'm not capable of doing God's job, nor will I ever try, says Perrin. Amen. I would forgive them, but I may... I didn't see that. I would save their life. Yes, I would too. Okay, Chris. Yes. Okay, good. I answered no to your question. Would you let them get hit by the train? Okay, that's awesome, Kittenhead. Awesome. Maybe God is driving the train. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I know, right? Ah. My mom will probably die because of them. She has blood clots from the jab and just went into the hospital last night, says Teffy. Well, Teffy, we're definitely going to be praying for your mom 100%. And I understand. I really do. I get it. I get it, man. There's, nobody has had more hate in their heart, in their lives than me. I can tell you that. But we have to forgive these people. Cause if not, you're just they're an anchor to you. They're an anchor to what God wants you to achieve. So, getting back to the Lord's prayer, that hidden message in there. That's a that's a, that's that's a bit, you know we say the Lord's prayer every day, don't we? Twice a day we say the Lord's prayer, and we say it with such ease, don't we? It's it's almost become repetitive. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power. There are power, speaking of that word, in every single word that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. Every single word. Now we say it Because we've memorized it. But do we really, 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 really think about those words? Because again, not forgiving somebody is just an anchor to you. My wife has this problem. My wife has this issue. My wife has people in her life that she just won't forgive. And she'll admit it. But she's trying Her heart is not hardened enough for her to say, I will never forgive these people, period. It's, I don't forgive them right now, but I'm trying. That's God working in you. Little Miss Sunshine said, this is where I learned the Lord's Prayer. That's great. Somebody said, the Lord's Prayer is the blueprint. It it really is. It really is. So... And Steve says, that's my problem, is stubborn. I have a lot of hate in me. You're not that much different than most of the people that are here, brother. You're not. Everybody has been through that or is going through that right now. Not a single one of us in here can say that what we're talking about hasn't been a part of their life. Jeremy, the one thing I can say is that Catholicism taught me the Lord's Prayer, the Last Supper, the meaning. That's great. That is really great. I'm glad to hear that. What happens if they're very toxic drug addicted alcoholics? Well, How do I say this? Drug addicted alcoholics are not who they are. It's what has taken them over and who they've become. It's not who they are. Who they are is some is what God Created them to be. That's who they are. Hate the sin, not the sinner. It's pretty, bu- pretty much about the easiest way I can put that. Milo says, I was abused as a child. I don't know if I've forgiven or not. I just feel numb. I understand. I understand. I was abused as a child too. My wife was abused in other ways. Hope Up says the sin has taken over. Pray for them. And that's what it is. That's not who they are. It's just... It's just not who they are. And trust me, folks. I've done a lot of bad to a lot of people in my life. I've hurt a lot of people in my life. And it hurts me that... The person that I am today and the person that I always was underneath all the sin is not seen by those people enough to forgive me. There's people out there that won't forgive me, that have not forgiven me for the things that I've done and said to them, I forgive them for not forgiving me. And I hope someday they can forgive me because everybody deserves forgiveness. Everybody. Except Satan, he doesn't. I want to read from uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20 that says, Reflecting Christ. Now again, today's show is titled, The Power of God in You. You have so much power you don't even know. You have the power to forgive today, just like that, and it'll be done. That's the power you have in you. Somebody mentioned Paul. Imagine the disciples. When Paul first came back after he was, got his eyesight back and he was trying to get them to forgive him and they were like, you literally killed our brethren not long ago. 2 Corinthians 5.20 We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Could we be an ambassador of Christ if we can't even allow ourselves to forgive? As though God were making his appeal through us, not Christ. We am not that's not not Christ is not in the verse. That was just me saying that. I mean, that God is speaking through us today. And if we are with Christ, it's kind of like three in one, right? We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And from Isaiah 49, six, I will make you a light for all nations to show people all over the world the way to be saved. How is God going to make you a light if you're holding hatred or harboring, uh, unforgiveness in your heart? How, 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 how can you be a light? Jeremy, why did Jesus give the disciples the ability to withhold forgiveness after he appeared to them after his resurrection? Free will. Free will. Jesus can't go against free will. That would be my quickest explanation. But getting back into that, how are you going to be a light? We sang the song the other day This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. How are you going to do that? Don't you want to be a light? For God, don't you want to be a light in the darkness? Don't you want to be that child of God that people that are lost or in the darkness look up to? Well, they can't. There is no possible way. There's no possible way that you're, they're going to look up to you if you are still harboring hatred or unforgiveness in your heart. Now, Halloween says, So if people are repeat offenders, you just keep forgiving them over and over again? Yep. Pretty simple. Yep. How many times should we forgive somebody? Seven times? How about seven times 70? How about seven times 7,000? How about seven times infinity? Yes. 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 And yes. Constantly, never, ever, ever, ever stop forgiving people because you never know. You never know when that last time you forgive them will be the last time you have to forgive them. What if it's the last time? What if it's the, that time that they need somebody? They need that light, just that last time, and that's all they need to just full on one, full, uh, zero to 100 with Jesus, but you didn't forgive them, and then, and then, and then they get discouraged and walk away. I know it's not easy. It's a lot easier said than done. Jeremy, maybe a better question is, was Jesus giving them permission not to forgive in his name? I don't know the answer to that. I'd have to look at where you're talking about. Give me the verse in which you're talking about, and I will go and I'll look into that. So forgive, but maybe not forget. Yeah, definitely, def- never forget, no. If, if forgetting would just be dangerous. You definitely have to remember what they've done, but you don't let it run or rule your life or theirs. I'm getting a potential spam call. I usually like to answer those and mess with them, but I'm not going to do that right now. Unforgiveness allows the enemy an open door into your life to bring sickness, disease, and pain. Mustache, you nailed it. That's the comp- That's the statement of the day, right there. Loving this Wednesday Rise Up Challenge and teaching. Thank you, Jeremy, for pointing us to follow Jesus' example. Well, I don't know where it came from today, but it's, it's here and it's, uh, it's being loud today, isn't it? Jesus being loud today, ain't he? I love it. I love when Jesus is loud. I love it because then it makes me listen. I'm a stubborn person, a lot, much like a, lot, like a lot of you. I have a feeling that the reason why you guys watch is because you're stubborn too. I don't want any negativity in my life, says Brandy. I forget, I forget, forgive, but never forget and wish them the best. I'll never let my guard down again. Perfect. Do you stay in a marriage where a spouse strays? Well, I can't give you marriage advice, but I would say uh, that, is one of the way, that is one of the reasons that Jesus says uh, or that God says is, 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 is okay to, um, to get divorced if a spouse is, is cheating on you. Now, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing there, but I know that there are reasons that, you, that divorce is, is, is permitted. Uh, no, I would not stay in a relationship where, where my wife was continuing to cheat on me. No, I would not. I just would not. Uh, I would hope nobody would. Uh, but there is, a, there is a, you know, you, you should forgive... Um, for what they did, you should forgive them for what they did. And you should, uh, you know, if you decide to take them back and work on it, that's commendable and that's strong, that shows strength and that shows uh, faith in your marriage, maybe marriage counseling. Maybe don't, get, maybe don't walk away right away. You know, maybe don't just give up right away. I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not a marriage counselor uh, and I can't tell you what to do in your marriage. But um, um, even if they did cheat on you, you should still forgive them. Whether you stay in the marriage with them or not, that's one thing. I think you're asking two different things there. Yes, you should forgive them. Yes, 100%. If your your question was, should you forgive somebody who cheats on you? A hundred times. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love seeing the Holy Spirit move and work in you, Jeremy. I was telling someone about how exciting it's been to watch you walk with Jesus. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's been exciting for me as well. It's been exciting for me to do this as well and, and to share it with you guys publicly. Um... Let's go to the Rumble chat. We've not done that this morning. Let's go to the Rumble chat now. And uh, let's see what the LFA family is saying for those who are not watching where they can see a chat. Okay. Um, Oops, I don't have it pulled up here. One second. There we go. All right. LFA family, here we go. Been there. She wanted to come back. Nope. Well, there you go. God is amazing. He gave us love, hate, and choices. I know, right? Yes, Jeremy, you've grown a lot. Well, thank you. I know I got a lot more to grow, too. I mean, you know, the other day when that lady said she couldn't watch me anymore because I used the word slut when I was re- uh, referring to somebody, that's growth that I need to work on, I, I don't, and I don't blame her. How, what's that, Eli? Yeah, I know. I know. My wife's a narcissist. That's, well, keep praying for her, brother. Forgiveness gives us peace and heals us. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Tried saving my marriage, knowing full well my ex-wife cheated on me repeatedly. God bless you all. This is the most important thing you can do. LFA. Thank you, man. I'm starting the Bible courses from trumpet. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Don't often get to watch live. Love it. Well, thank you, Lexus. God bless you being here. I appreciate it. Jeremy, my question is about John 20. 22 and 23. Well, let's do that now. Eli, can you bring me? No, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll pull it up right here. I'll pull it up right here. Said John 20, 22 through 23, okay? John 20, 22 and 23. It says, let's read it right here. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. He's not commanding them or telling them not to forgive. He's saying, if you don't. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness of any, From any, it is withheld. I don't think he's telling them not to forgive. He's telling them that they have the power to do X, Y, and Z. And if they utilize that power within them, the power of God in you, then this will happen. If they decide not to utilize that power in God within them, then this will happen. He's saying the word "if" in there is very. I think that's the, the 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 primary word we need to focus on is "if." If you do this, this will happen. If you do this, then this will happen. The power of God is in you. I think he's doing exactly to the disciples what I said in the beginning of this uh, show. And I'm just saying it just from reading it that quickly. I think he's doing exactly what I said. He gave you power. He gave you power to do tremendous and amazing things. What are you going to do with it? You can either use it for this, or you can use it for that but in both situations whichever you choose to use it for there are consequences I believe that's what Jesus was saying let me read it one more time peace be with you the father has sent me so I am sending to you and when he has said this he has breathed on them and said to them receive the Holy Spirit if you forgive the sins of any they are forgive they are forgiven them if you withhold forgiveness from any it is withheld Jeremy, I appreciate you reading that and giving us an explanation. Thanks. Well, thank you. Yes, I agree. That's what the passage means. Good job, J.H. Thank you very much. The word if is very strong in there, very powerful. You know, you got, one thing about the Bible, folks, is we read it and there's just so much to consume. Right? There's just so much to consume. It's very hard to pick out little tiny words like if. If. That's a big one. Can't, if you take that word if out, then it means something completely different. Um, I'm naturally forgiving says Shan. So am I, I think I forgive, (laughs) I've forgiven maybe sometimes too quickly, I guess. Uh, but I guess there's no such thing. Right. Um, Chris, I'm trying to forgive her, but not being around her made the rule to ban me from my family. Then she shows up at my function. I guess I'm withholding my forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of times, if you break down for them and say, you know what? I forgive everything. I have no hatred in my heart for you. That might just kickstart something in them. In a lot of ways, it does. Folks, we're living in a broken world, says Marky. Every day we wake up, it's like a new roadmap from point A to point B. Amen. Amen. Forgiving others frees us. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. All right. Uh, I want to get to the verse of the day today. But before that, I want to read from a book that I have not read from in a while. Oh, it's Chris's birthday too? It's Chris's birthday too? Happy birthday, Lartz. Happy birthday, brother! Love you, man. Um, Every day with Jesus. This book was given to me by um, Sam and Linda a couple whom I absolutely love, living in Virginia. Mark four thirty eight. It's your turn. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awaken and they wake him. And say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? This is not a question on the disciples' part. It was a criticism and a complaint. These disciples were fighting for their lives and Jesus wasn't doing anything. It's not like he didn't know what was happening. This was a small open boat that was full of water. Jesus had to be aware of the situation. Yet he was doing nothing. They wanted him to do something. Bail water, row, do something, Jesus. We too sometimes think that the Lord isn't doing his part. We're fighting to survive, yet it seems like our prayers are going unanswered now. Is not this aligning exactly with what I said? Jesus wasn't doing for them what they wanted him to do But yet they weren't doing what Jesus commanded them to do. They wanted their cake and eat it too. Just like if we're not getting the answers from God that we're trying to, that we're seeking, that we're praying for, maybe it's because you're not meeting him halfway. Maybe it's because there's something out there. Maybe somebody you're not forgiving. I don't know. I'm just saying. Where's Jesus? I thought he was never going to leave me or forsake me. Doesn't he care? The answer is always yes, he does care. Jesus had already done his part for us. And he had given the disciples everything they needed to conquer their situation. He had just taught 10 parables on how the word works when we believe. Then he told them, let us pass over unto the other side. The storm was like their pop quiz on what he had just taught them. Right before that, he said they were going over, not under. Would they believe his word or be overcome by the circumstances? Well, they were overcome by the circumstances. Jesus did his part when he gave them the word that would take them over to the other side. Their part was to believe that word and in faith command the storm to stop or the boat to stay afloat. Instead, they panicked and blamed Jesus. Sound familiar? Does to me. Today, Jesus has already done his part for you. He paid the price for your sin, forgave you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. Folks, I didn't even have this book ready to read today. I actually went to the bottom of the pile because I knew we weren't going to have time to read this. Something made me go grab this book, and there it is right there. Jesus gave, did his part, forgave you, and gave you his spirit and his word to walk in forgave you. So what makes you think that you have the power to not forgive somebody else? What makes you think that you're different? What makes you think that your situation, whether you were molested, whether you were raped, whether you were beat, whether you were abandoned, whether you were lied to, whether you were physically abused, whether you were mentally and emotionally abused, verbally abused, cheated on, what gives you the right To think that you are above Jesus Christ. What gives me the right to think I was ever above Jesus Christ? It says it right there. He forgave you and gave you his spirit and the word to walk in. Now you must believe and put the word to work in your life. It's your turn to believe God's promises and conquer all impossible situations. Thank you, God. Thank you for validating the verse of the day today. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Makes me want to cry when it, when when you just lean on God to let Him give you this show and do this show, and then it all comes full circle at the end like that. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I think the statement of the day here on Li- on Rise Up was what what. Who do you think you are? What gives you the right to think that you don't have to forgive somebody, but Jesus did. (laughs) Now, there's probably a lot of people who are upset right now that I'm saying that. Probably a lot of people who don't agree with me. But again, you're not disagreeing with me. You're not disagreeing with me. Let's go to the uh, verses of the day today as we're five minutes away from ending. (laughs) Thank you, Salty Debbie. I love you too. That's right, little mama. That's right. That's right. Okay, here we go. The power of God in you. I gave you three verses today, James 3, 7 through 9, 1 Corinthians 15, 34, and 2 Corinthians 10, 3, and 5. I gave you three different verses today. You ready for this? First, let's talk about taming the tongue. James 3, 7 through 9, for every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. Wow. First Corinthians, I mean, that was James 3, 7 through 9. James 3, 7 through 9. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. Power of God, right? How about this one? Power of thought. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5, and 1. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war again, according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. The power of thought, the power of tongue. Now let's get to the power of presence, and that's Second Corinthians um, Corinthians 15.34. Which says, wake up from your drunken stupor, as is right, and do not go on sinning. For some have no knowledge of God. I say, this is your shame. Now let me read from my interpretation of each one of those. The power of God in you is so strong and amazing that once you understand the very power of your words, you won't just say anything that comes to mind anymore. The power of your tongue can destroy nations. How about this one? The power of God in you is so strong and amazing that once you understand the very power of your thoughts, you won't just think anything anymore. Hence, you won't be tempted. You won't tempt your tongue to blurt out nonsense. Your thoughts are the precursor to the power of your tongue. Or how about this one? The power of God in you is so strong and amazing that once you understand the very power of your presence, you won't just be anywhere. You will understand where you are needed and who needs you to be there in their presence. God works in mysterious ways and your life is no accident or experiment. You are here for something special. Go to where that is and do what God wants you to do. The power of your thought, the power of your tongue, and the power of your presence. You have the power of God inside you, ladies and gentlemen. The question is, the question is, how are you going to use it? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in. That's with a little bit of music. And coming up next, Sean Farish, and ungoverned. Do not miss it. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being, being here. Micah Tyler, different to take you out. I'll see you at 11. Praise God for this podcast. God bless. See you later. I
1: don't want to hear anymore. Teach me to listen. I don't want to see anymore Give me a vision That you could move this heart To be set apart I don't need to recognize The man in the mirror Cause I don't want to trade your plans For something familiar I can't waste a day Cause I can't stay the same I want to be
2: different, I want to be